you've been thinking about homeschooling, you've been binge listening, you've listened to all the episodes, we're here at episode 76, so you've listened to all 75, you've followed some people on some social media, you've watched some reels, you've maybe gotten into some YouTube videos, you've been kind of spying on some people, watching what they do and thinking about it and saying, I feel like that is what my family should do. And so now you've decided, yes, I'm going to jump in and you're going to join the millions of homeschoolers in the United States and across the world. And that number has greatly increased in the past couple of years. And I see it continuing to increase as more and more families say, no, you know what? I think we want to live differently. And they're making that shift because homeschooling is not It's not just about the curriculum, and that's what we automatically gravitate towards and think that it's what what it's about. Now, yeah, curriculum can be important, and in your family, you get to decide how important is that and to what level and to what degree does that dictate and control uh, our days, our routine, and how we live. But homeschooling is an entire lifestyle. It is a different way of living than, say, the family across the street or the family that you used to be if your kids were in the state school system, or even differently than how you were raised. And so it is an entire different lifestyle. And the home and the family, it is really, to be honest, it's more about that. It is more about raising your children than it is about the school part. And I know I've talked about the fact the homeschool, I just use that word because it's common and everybody knows what that means, but it leads to a lot of us just assuming that we are modeling a certain uh, system, a school, the way that they educate and we have to just do that at home. And that's not necessarily how it has to go. And so today, this episode, I'm talking about the fact that, yes, you've decided to homeschool and you're like, now what? I'm going to discuss with you here three steps to set your mind free to start homeschooling today. Now, I don't mean set your mind free like in any type of woo-woo kind of way. If you've been here for more than a hot minute, you know where I come from as far as my faith in Jesus and the Bible being uh, the infallible word of God. And so I'm not talking about setting your mind free and uh, none of that stuff, okay? But just shifting that mindset, which also gets a bad kind of rap, but just shifting the way that you view school and education in homeschool so that you can start off homeschooling way ahead than so many of us who started many years ago. And so we're going to talk about it today. I'm really excited to drop these kind of bombs on you here. They're good kind of bombs. They're going to be like, whoa, I'm hoping like, okay, let's say instead of bombs, we're going to have a couple light bulbs. There's going to be three light bulbs. Picture a room, really dark room, maybe pitch black, and there's three light bulbs in there. And each of those are the different steps. So we're going to pull that light bulb string and we're going to turn on number one, number two, number three, and you're going to hit the ground running and you're going to be, oh, I'm so excited for you. Okay, let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. 
And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. From the outside, if you have not homeschooled for even one day, or even if you have homeschooled for a little while and you've just been doing a recreation of school at home, but mostly from the outside, homeschool seems so overwhelming. But in reality, when you take these couple of mindset shifts that I'm going to give you here in just a minute, when you apply those, you're going to see that what homeschooling really is, it's just a continuation of life. You're just continuing. Instead of sending your kid on the bus at five years of age, you're just continuing with life from them five, six, seven, eight, going all the way up. And so when you wrap your head around the fact that homeschool is just a continuation of the life that you began when you gave birth to this baby or adopted this baby, they're in your home, you have a newborn, a little one, and you're raising them and you are, they learn to crawl and they learn to walk and they learn to talk and they learn to play and interact and do so many things. Homeschool is just a continuation. We don't have to stop any of that at one point and put our kids somewhere else where they learn here in their lives and our lives as parents and our lives as our entire family is fragmented. Homeschooling does not fragment. We get to do all of life together. And here you are sitting at this place saying, I'm going to start my first homeschool year, or I started last year and we had a lot of concerns and issues and we're questioning why we should continue with this. We are thinking we should put our kids back into or into public school because it did not go as we thought it should go. Are you feeling a little bit like that? Are you feeling this way? Are you saying, I I don't have enough patience. I don't have enough room or margin in my day. I don't know what curriculum to get, or I have gotten curriculum and it did not go so well. I feel lost. I feel isolated. My kids feel isolated. They aren't happy about this decision. Are any of these things resonating with you? I, I kind of can see your head going, mm-hmm, yep, I, they are. Well, Mama, my heart really wants to see you over and clarify your homeschool. I was just speaking to a couple of brand new homeschool moms that are in Clarify Your Homeschool, and we're able to, on a Zoom call, just talk through these things, and they kind of came in with so many questions, and you could just see the burden just come off of them. And I just absolutely love to be able to encourage you and give you specific tactical direction because all of the fluffy stuff can sound really great and fine, but you're like, no, no, no. I'm here in the mess every single day, day in and day out. What am I supposed to do, Lee? This ah pie in the sky kind of stuff is nice for a while, but like how, when the boots hit the ground in the morning, what exactly, how do I carry this out? And so mama, clarify your homeschool. It is not too late. You might not have started your homeschool year, or maybe you even did. Right about now is kind of around the time that a lot of us start, or sometime in the next month or so. It is never too late to start homeschool, first of all. They're your kids. You can pull them out at any time and start. But it's also never too late to revamp and to look at your homeschool a different way and to make those changes. So whether you are listening to this episode when it's live here in August or months or years later, 
just understand that you can start at any time to make these changes. And so I want to see you over at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. There's a couple of different options for payment plans. Just scroll to the bottom of that page and ooh, I'm excited to work with you. All right, let's dive into this a bit more. I promise to turn on three light bulbs for you. But I want to tell you that my journey to and approach to education took many years to shift and to change. 12 years ago right now, I was getting set to start our very first homeschool year. I had a third grader, a first grader, and a preschooler. And no one told me these things I'm about to tell you. No one at that time was questioning the system. But you, Mama, ooh, I'm excited for you because you get to hear this right now. And I'm going to also tell you, I never want you to take just my word for it. I want you to then listen to this, write these down. I want you to think on them. Then I want you to research them. And then I want you to think on them some more. And then I want you to have conversations with your husband and with your friends, people in real life, and get their feedback and mull over these things. And then... I want you to make some changes to your homeschool that align with the direction you feel that you're called in. Spend time in prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what shifts do I need to make before we start our homeschool? What do I need? How do I need to approach this differently? Okay, let's talk about those three light bulbs right now. I'm saying steps in the title here, but if I put light bulbs, you'll be like, what are you talking about? Okay, so three steps, three light bulbs we're going to turn on right now. But let me preface this. As I look at my notes, I'm like, er, put the brakes on Lee there. Episode 13 is going to, if you are brand new to homeschool and you're like, okay, these thoughts are great, but I need to know actionable steps that I need to take right now. Tangible, practical steps are in episode 13. So I'm going to tell you those steps right now real quick. And then I want you to go back and listen to episode 13 so that you get like the details of that. So the first one in these, uh, I think I had seven steps. Yep. Was that you need to want to homeschool. Second is you need to know your why. Third is you need to know your vision and goals. Fourth is you need to do your proper paperwork if necessary with your state school or local school district. Number five is you need to have a loose plan. Talk about some curriculum and that kind of stuff in that. Number six, you're going to work on de-schooling. And number seven, you're going to take your two feet and you're just going to jump in and you're going to do it. So go back to episode 13 when this episode is over and you can get a deep dive into each one of those seven steps. But today, let's talk about your mindset and in the way that you approach homeschooling. And so we can just kind of blow out of the water our preconceived notions. Are you ready? Number one step, number one light bulb. We've gotten away as a whole from society, the society as a whole has gotten away from letting kids learn on their own. We have been taught, we have been told and made to believe that only the teacher standing in front of the classroom has the right answer and anything different is not even up for discussion. Now I do know one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four. There are certain laws of nature and those kinds of things. Yes, but we're made to think that that kids can't learn on their own. We can't give them time to explore. We can't give them the space. We can't give them the resources just to learn on their own. Well, goodness sakes, how did kids, how do little kids before they hit the age of five and are put into kindergarten, how do they learn all these things? Is there a teacher there? 
Well, yeah, as mom and dad and siblings, we kind of help them along with things. But think about the progress that a newborn baby makes up until the age of five. It is astronomical, physical, emotional, mental, all of those different aspects. They make huge leaps during that time. And guess what? They're not in the school system and somehow they do it. So the first thing I really want you to think about and mull over and to pray on and do research is the fact that we have gotten away from letting kids learn on their own. We believe that we have to have a book and a curriculum and we have to have a resource for every single thing. But children can learn outside of those things if we give them the time and the space to do so. Now, this goes for all ages. I have a young teenager. He's going into ninth grade right now. And for the past couple of years, he's been doing, I've been giving him a lot more space. Not that I didn't, but remember I mentioned earlier that I have had to uh, kind of break down some of my ideas and my notions and the way that I thought education had to occur. And I've been giving him more and more space. And the things that he knows, now this doesn't mean that he hasn't watched a YouTube video or he hasn't spoken to anybody, but he has had a lot more space to work on the things that he's interested in. And when he tells me things like, say, how an engine works, he's really into remote control cars right now, like not just like the little ones you buy at Walmart or something. He's working and he saves up and he fix them up and he soups them up or he builds them. And he's telling me these different things. And he's like, oh, I need to order this part and I'll go and look for them. And he's like, yeah, no, it has to have And I don't, to be honest, I don't know what he's talking about. And that's the really cool thing. When you homeschool, you get to really see how your kids can even surpass your learning and your knowledge in an area. We should never, and I need to add this, we should never, as people, we should never stop learning. So I have a question for you, mom. Are you still learning? What are you interested in? What do you want to know more about? Because the time that we spend in investing in ourselves and learning something new, guess who's watching? You've got a bunch of little eyes that are watching you and they're saying, huh, mom is in her, maybe mom's 35, mom's 40, or maybe mom's 28, whatever. However old you are, mom's 55. And she is still learning. She didn't stop. That's really kind of cool. And they can remember that and they will then continue to learn themselves. So I just want to, but this doesn't even just have to do with them. It has to do with you too, mom. Continue to expand your mind and go into whatever it is you're interested in. Are you interested in learning how to watercolor? Go find some videos, take a class. Are you interested in photography? Are you interested in French pastry baking? I don't know if that's a thing. I just kind of made that up. But what are you interested in? Find some resources, find some people and go and do that. We've gotten away from the fact that kids and adults that we can learn on our own. Yes, there can be resources, but for kids, we really need to give them time and space and trust that they will continue to learn. It might not look like learning at the time, but it's building upon what they know. And the next day they build upon what they know. And the next day they build upon what they know. And as homeschoolers, a really cool thing is that we get to watch those things happen right in front of us. Okay, let's talk about step number two, light bulb number two, I'm going to turn on for you. And I'm going to ask you a question here. Mama, how much do you remember from third grade? How much do you remember from fourth grade? How much do you remember from fifth grade? I mean, I can go on to ninth grade, 11th grade, all of those different grades. And if you went to college, 
How much do you remember from college? Unless you are specifically using that information, I can guarantee that you probably do not remember the facts. Let's go back to third grade. You have a third grader that you're going to be educating. How much do you remember from your third grade? You probably don't really remember facts beyond maybe your math facts. You know, you solidified your addition, subtraction, maybe you worked on your multiplication and division that year. And so, yes, and you've also became a better reader during that time. So, yeah, you remember those things. But what you probably remember more than anything else are your experiences from that third grade year and how you felt. Now, most of us went through the state public school system. And so if I ask you to think about third grade, you might remember your teacher. You might remember a couple of kids in the class. You might remember a couple instances, things that happened during that year. You might remember the overall feel that you had for that year. I could do the same for fourth grade or fifth grade. And some of those are good memories and some of those are negative memories. I can tell you right now from my fifth grade year, started off school and I cried in our homeroom classroom for the entire first week. My mom had to come and pick me up every single day. And I think she probably like bargained with me like on that next Monday, if you can just get to first period class, which was a science class, then I will give you a candy bar. And so I remember that Monday was like, okay, just push through, push through. And I got through, I think homeroom was like 15 minutes and I won't go into the details. I just remember not feeling comfortable at all in that classroom. And I believe that was one of the major contributing factors. But I got to first grade class and it was a science class. And Mr. Ben, which was short for a long last name, he was so exciting and engaging that I then was like, okay, all I have to do is get through 15 minutes of the homeroom time there and just get to first period class. And I don't have to go to homeroom till the end of the day, quickly kind of get my stuff and then be able to get on the bus and go home because I really just wanted to go home. But Mr. Ben kept things interesting. But that's what I remember from fifth grade. I don't remember. I don't remember what Mr. Ben taught about, but I just remember how I felt in his classroom. And I felt excited about science and everything that he was teaching. So the question here for light bulb number two is how much do you remember from each grade. So think about the grades that your children are in right now. What are the details and things that you remember? Probably not much. So I want you to then equate that to your children. And I want you to think, what are they going to remember from say this, we're going to focus on third grade, on this third grade level year that we are homeschooling? What do I want them to remember? Let's focus on, I'm not saying ignore the curriculum because we talked plenty about that, But how do you approach the curriculum? Is your curriculum, has that become the leader, the focus, the God of your homeschool that's, you know, telling you you have to do this and dictating, not that God dictates these things, but I think you understand what I mean. But like, this is the overlord, let's use that instead of our homeschool. And we didn't get this done. And on the list, it says in the curriculum that we have to have this certain amount of stuff done today and we didn't get to it. Your kids are going to forget all of those little details and the facts that you are teaching them. Yes, they'll remember their math facts and their reading and that kind of stuff. But what they're going to remember more is how was mom during that time? What kind of experiences did we have? And what was the overall feel of our home at that time? Okay, let's get into number three because this is getting, (laughs) this episode will probably go on forever and I could talk forever about all this stuff. However, we want to close this down because you all have plenty of other things to do. 
Number three is also a question I have for you. And I want to ask you, and I really want you to, after this episode, I want you to really think about it. But who are the young adults you want to put out in the world? And I can see this so clearly right now because I am currently in the process of launching two at the same time, which, oh, my mama heart, you can say a prayer for me, but launching two kiddos out into the world and they are amazing. And this isn't just me. This is a gift and the work of God and just all of the time that we poured into them and into their faith and building them up and answering their questions. So think to yourself, who are the young adults you want to put out into the world? Now I say young adults because that's about the time that they launch into the world. But those young adults, they don't stay as young adults. They become adults. They become the next generations. They get married and they have children and they're raising your grandchildren. Who are these people you want out in the world? That is what you want to spend your time on. Okay. What is the path that's going to get your children to where you want them to be? And yes, we can't control what all they're going to do. And a couple of ideas that my kids have that I'm launching, like, well, I didn't see that, but all right, you can honor and glorify God in that. And that's okay. That some of their ideas and things they have, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about is that nitty gritty. What I'm talking about is the character and the heart behind these young adults that you're going to put out into the world. And so what is the path that's going to get them there? Is it homeschool? Is it a different educational model? And if it is homeschool, which if you're listening to this episode, it probably is, what in our homeschool is going to get us there? What is the focus of our years and our months and our weeks and our days that are going to get us there? Because all of those days add up to weeks, to months, to years. And suddenly you have children that you are launching out into the world. And who do you want them to be? Focus on that which is going to get you there. All right, real quick. So you're going to go back to episode 13 and listen to the tangible practical steps if you are just starting out with homeschooling. But these three different ways of refocusing our mind and thinking about education and our homeschool and a lifestyle that I want you to approach things differently. These are the three light bulbs, the three steps. So number one is that we've gotten away from letting kids learn on their own. Number two, the question I had for you is how much do you remember from blank grade? Number three, who are the young adults you want to put out in the world? And what is the path that will get them there? I hope that this episode has encouraged you. I hope that it has challenged you in a really good way and is causing you to think about things differently and to maybe refocus on things. Now, if you're thinking about homeschooling, I'm going to straight up tell you, stop dragging your feet, mama. Let's just homeschool, okay? And I will see you over and clarify your homeschool as well as hopefully over in the Facebook group. If you are looking for community among like-minded homeschool moms who are just as great and awesome as you and are also feeling they have questions and they need some community and you need some community too, go ahead and check out the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. And I hope that you have a really good day and we'll see you back here on a new episode coming out on Monday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. 
You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.